Welcome to this week's deep dive. This week we have one of our perennial favorites, Eric Campbell from Bright and Lead. Welcome, Eric. Ah, thank you for having me. I always love doing the deep dive. Oh, we love having you on. So we chose you this week because this week we talked about follow-up. And so as with all of our other podcasts, what we do is we take our favorite tweet and kind of do a deep dive on it. With yours, it's more of the general topic. <laughs> but we kind of talked about follow-up, like what do you do after an order? What do you do after a meeting? How do you keep that conversation going? How do you keep that connection going? And so we're going to go with one, but as with you, our conversation never stays on one topic. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, this is true for both of us. <laughs> so our question was, here at Promachat, we welcome the eventual rise of our robot overlords. Until then, have you automated any of your follow-up process? If so, how much and what toys or uh, tools are you using? And you came back with, at my current load, I don't do much in the way of automation aside from setting up my Google Assistant to keep my, my schedule. That said, CRM and mailing systems with customer journeys aren't alien to me. It's all about the contacts, no one to leverage one-on-one -on -one contact. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, it's, this is a tired old saw all the time, but know your audience. There's, and the thing is, we, we should probably stop thinking of as audience. Uh, know the people you're talking to. Know the individuals you're dealing with. And context. Um, like I said, buyer's journeys, I have no problem with that. Or onboarding. Let's say you're like, we have a software product. We've done onboarding before. You jump in, people will say, okay, I'm willing to buy. I want to do this. I want to know more. Sending them a few little reminders with information that is valuable to them. Number one, has value. You're not just pitching. Uh, and might be entertaining to them or something engaging for them, that's fine. But there's a certain time where it's like somebody's placed a big order with you. You're trying to maintain a relationship with them or build a relationship with them. Uh, it's somebody who you have personal stake in, in the, or your company has a stake in. One-on-one -on -one follow up is the rule here. The thing is you can, you can mix these things up. You don't have to go all in on full autoresponders or all in on I'm calling and making handwritten notes to everybody. There can be levels where you're saying, hey, when we're doing a, just a general follow-up or some informational follow-up, I send an email that has a personal greeting on it, but it still has some automated content. Maybe it has you know, all of your boilerplate or your follow-up stuff where you can have your tracking information, stuff like that. You can still use boilerplate and automation and just jump in and say, hey, greetings, it's Tuesday. Glad to see that we got this done for you. I hope your event's going to go well in Tulsa. Now here's all the automated stuff we would have said anyway. Those two lines are golden. It proves yeah. something. I mean, number one, you're listening, which is the biggest thing. This all starts with listening. If you're not listening, then you, you have lost already. You've lost the relationship before it ever started. Yeah. And it proves that you are willing to give them a little attention. It's, it's paying into that attention bank so that later on you expect them to pay you back with attention you would hope and to put you top of mind. So like I said, nothing wrong with automation. I, I love some automation, especially, like I said, I, I really do like buyer's journeys. I think those are great, especially when it's something where there is some information that needs to get done, but it is kind of rote. There's nothing wrong with addressing that to someone or when there's something that they might just want follow-up on that is not directly related to an exchange you've already had. But if you've talked to somebody already to start, I think it's a really great idea to finish up and to do a kind of a final follow-up one-on-one -on -one when you can, especially, especially for your big fish. We all know that we have big fish. Yes. We know the 80-20 rule. The 80% of the people who aren't really contributing as much to the business, totally cool to go with more automation with those people. Your people who are there for you, who are also invested in your business, which they often are, 
jump out and do some one-on-one -on -one conversation. It's quite a bit faster than you might think. Sometimes, especially when there must be some individual communication, you'll find that some of the automation isn't going to be as quick as literally picking up the phone or uh, speaking of Google Assistant, using your voice to type out an email real fast. It's just not that bad. Yeah. And some of those times, Google Assistant doesn't get it all the way right. So <laughs> definitely check those over, folks. Uh, <laughs> I am one who very yes. recently has uh, <laughs> sent off the wrong thing because of doing that. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's worth the time. Yeah. And it, and it's so true. I think a lot of people, you're right in that a lot of people hear automation and they're like, well, it's so impersonal. It's not the right thing. And it's like, but automation can be even your systems, like how you yes. make sure that you respond on every different level. And you know, that order goes out, make sure that you get a notification that it's been done that way. And then you can choose the personal, hey, I hope your order went well, or the impersonal of like, like, thank you, please review us on Google, like whatever you want to do sure. in that way. And yeah, and so, so do you have any suggestions for people in uh, sort of in what, what they take to automate, like what programs they have, like is, what do you sort of use? You know, it really depends. I mean, uh, honestly, Zoho, really loved it when I was using it just for some CRM stuff and some, and some automation there. But a lot of it, especially with garment decorators, at least a lot of it was individual, you know, you, you had to do your own scheduling. It was more setting up calendars and stuff like that. And uh, because we have our own solutions for managing job information, whether it's traditional like Shopworks and is running on a server somewhere that you have, or it's something like De Network or Inksoft or Printavo, any of these are great for, making your process and it's not automation it's just making sure that the information is in your process and it helps you with that now you can tie things in like i said crm systems the most of them do these things they will allow you to have those tickles but i very much like what you brought up which is that you can have it be that the automation is only on the back end i am getting a push notification that tells me x person's job has is done and ready to ship I can then select myself to say, okay, I have boilerplate emails that I can click two buttons and out they go, or I'm going to stop and make a call or really better, better than all that combination of both. Um, make a short call, say, you're going to see an email with all this information. So don't worry about remembering it. I'm just letting you know that I've got the tracking number here. If you want it, your, your job's going out and we did definitely take care of X three things. The other thing is well, the reason I do like CRM though, and it's not automation is just the ability to capture information in notes. Yeah. Whether you're talking about a job system like the ones I described or you're talking about automation on the CRM level where it's sales, having the ability to capture notes so that when you go back in to make that call, you can stop and go, oh, and how did the softball tournament go? It's okay to use that. It doesn't mean you're a bad person that you don't remember everybody's thing. I do, though I am shifting a little bit in the way we're talking about this. I do, however, recommend that you stop and really attempt to listen like you're listening to an old friend with people. I know that not everybody. Yeah, I know, right. Actually, listen. And this, <laughs> right. Actually, listen. I mean, and I know it sounds terrible to say that like, oh, I, I do actually listen. Mm -hmm. It's more than listening. I think that caring, the next thing that will scale up that will change your business immediately is stopping to care about why someone needs what they need from you what effect it's going to have, and honestly, uh, what it's doing in their life. That sounds like a big thing to say, but depending on, the, on what you're selling, a lot of us are selling business to business. We're trying to say, hey, I want your event to go well, but what does that mean? That means I want your business to succeed. I'm hoping that that enriches your life somehow monetarily or otherwise. 
or especially those of us in the garment decoration industry where we're doing, uh, you know, we're doing team sports. We're doing things where it's, it's heirloom items that are part of a memory someone has of a moment in their life. That sounds heavy and crazy, <laughs> but it kind of is. You're participating in, in these people's lives in a way that you might not expect, even in, up to and including things like uniforms. You might not imagine where they're going to be in 20 years, but they might be in someone's closet and a part of their history. Yeah. So stopping to care about what these things do on a business level and to care about the people behind it, it makes a tremendous difference. Even if, like I said, you need help remembering the softball team. Yeah. Um, well, it, it goes into that concept of like that it's relationship marketing. Like, yes. Is there transactional marketing? Yes, totally. Sure. People want to get in, buy their st stuff and get out, but there's also yeah. the relationship one. And what that means is the stronger your relationship, the longer it's going to go. Like it's not going to be, Absolutely. they're not going to see you as the person who can get you shirts, get you pens. They're going to see you as the person who gives solutions and gives, yes. it becomes a partnership. And the more you put into your follow-up to become that partner, mm -hmm. the more valuable you are to them and beyond like the shirt guy, the pen guy, like you're the... <laughs> guy. Well, that's the thing. I've always fought. And on a separate note, even on the transactional side, like you said, be a consultant instead of a commodity, be someone who provides solutions and be a partner. This doesn't mean you have to be interested in the vagaries of everybody's personal life. We all know the customer who comes in and tells us all about their relationships or things that are fully inappropriate. Um, and I'm not calling anybody out. But yeah, people do it at the trade shows. People do it at the, de at the counter. It, it, there's always going to be that person. I'm not saying engage in that and share all about your personal life. Uh, I, I don't, even though I'm very friendly to everybody. I, you, nobody knows like what I'm doing for the evening. Yeah. That doesn't, you know, that doesn't come up. What it does mean is to take a vested interest and to act instead of feigning the thing. Everybody always tries to tell me like, how do I sound like I care more? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> step one, don't be associated care more. <laughs> step one, put yourself in their shoes and try. Yeah. Step two, there's no step two. That's it. That's all you can do. If you actually try to care more, you'll care more. It's that's all it is. Uh, Think of this person and what they need and try and be there when they're speaking. And also don't wait while someone else is speaking so that you can talk. Don't, don't <laughs> formulate the next thing you want to say. Stop and listen and then formulate. The small pauses will not kill you. I know I don't pause when I speak, so you might have saw me. You know, sounds like I'm not doing that. But you have to actually stop and listen. Like I said, what I really love that you said was that, you know, not to be the shirt guy. You don't just want to be the black box that money goes in and item comes out. And part of that is engaging with people. And like you said too, just again, relationship marketing, this is not materially different. It's like when everybody talks about social media and I'm like, okay, what is that social interaction? It hasn't changed ever. It has not changed ever since the dawn of time, whether we were sitting in a general store across the barrel head, you know, dealing over goods hundreds of years ago, or now on social media, the ultimate dynamic is not too much different. Um, and, but it is different from broadcasting advertising. And it is different from, even when we're talking about the automated follow-ups, from just spraying out the same message repeatedly that doesn't change. Um, there's a place for that. And there's also a place for inbound marketing, for just making sure that you have on your site and in places where you want to advertise, that you have things that are interesting to people so they come to find you. That's great too. All these different things come together to be how you interact with customers. But when we're talking about follow-up, really, it is about reaching out. And when you ask a question, don't ask a question you don't want. Don't don't be the person who says, like, how was your day? But you're hoping people say, okay, so you can just get on to the thing yeah. you're going to say. It's not. <laughs> you really don't, don't want to know how my day went. <laughs> no. And honestly, that's okay. Don't ask. Do ask. 
how did the order go and how did people like the garments or how did people like your items? Uh, did the event go well? Did, oh, did people enjoy the concept we came up with? What do you think would be a better way to do this next time? Um, that's fine. Those are great things to talk about. And just, you can even just say, so how did you feel about how the process went? It's okay to get yeah. into the lat level of feelings. I mean, will you have occasional people who say, okay, let me tell you about my whole life. That's the risk yeah. and it's going to happen and it's okay. <laughs> it will happen. Yeah. They'll also do that whether you ask or not. <laughs> exactly. And it, and like, I always think of this study I saw, cause it used to be like, whenever you talk to someone like there's like, it used to be like within three touches, you could get the order. Like, talk, sell, get yeah. it. Yeah. And now it's like ranges like 12 to 20 touches. Yeah. But I always think is like a lot of people think those touches have to be emailed. But that's also like to go back to the automation thing is like that's where you can automate some of them. Absolutely. Because like social, like the touches can be social media, they can be emails, they can be phone calls, they can be trade shows, they could be just like check-ins on different things and yeah you never know like to go to the caring is like you never know which is the touch that like clicks for them that gets yeah. them or convinces them to move over so put in a personality put in like caring and put in you know but also put in structures and automation to help sure from getting overwhelmed by it and, and that's something i found repeatedly is that um in social media one of the things i do is run searches for our company name i run i have you know i have a constant feed of us being mentioned for things and i have done this at every company i've been at since social media really was a thing and when someone says something or mentions it if it's bad i address it and try and say hey what is it that we could do differently why don't you go ahead and here's a personal contact information contact me if it's good or just mentions it i will either say if they've got a question i jump in and try and answer the question on their post not on ours i'm not trying to bring them back yet or if it's something good i go wow that's awesome i'm glad to see you using our product like that do you mind if i share it yeah and you would be surprised how incredibly people are shocked, especially right now, the software embroidery software, someone will do an embroidery project or they'll show a logo that they're doing for someone. And I jump in and say, you really did a great job with the software on that. And they're shocked because it's like, Oh wow. I tagged it with the software name just because I wanted everybody to know what I was using. I had no idea you were going to call it out and tell, like say, wow, you're watching Cool. Now, I mean, some people of course were like, Oh wow, big brother, you're watching. But I mean, but when they tag us in, the, overwhelmingly the reaction is, wow, you care that I used the software. And I'm like, and I'll actually look at the image and say, that was a great use of a link looted satin stitch. Really cool. Great, great shot. Yeah. Boom. And did that take time? Yes. Are we overestimating how much time that is? Absolutely. Because it's five minutes a day. It's 15 minutes a day, depending on what I'm doing. Um, whereas, honestly, some of the automation, the initial setup on a really good series of newsletters, that's a lot of investment. It's actually more than you would think. It, it, that initial investment, does it pan out overall, especially if you have a lot of customers? Sure. But there is a lot of investment in it. And it doesn't mean you're just going to click and run and automation does everything for you. So there's yeah. still going to be a ton of content generation. And you do still have to care because if you don't think of the audience who's going to read this thing, it'll fall flat. And I've been on both sides of that. I'm not going to lie and say that everything I've done is golden. I have absolutely thought like, <laughs> I'm the best salesperson. I'm great at everything. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I write these articles. <laughs> I have gifted in language. I can do this. I hype yourself up and you write something up and you come up with a concept that's a little different. You're like, this. I'm going to start a revolution. No one likes old ads. My stuff's going to be great. My follow-up's going to be the best. Like, I've, had that Cuban, I've got the next big thing. <laughs> 
I've done that. And one of my things is I really love education. There are a certain number of customers that really love education that are just like, oh, I want to know all these processes so that when I come back to this, that my art is on point, that next time my order gets done quicker, that I save a little money because you've told me this stuff. And then there's a customer who's like, hey, yeah, I like chatting with you, but what I want to do is put my check on the table or you know, run my card and I want items to come back and I want that to happen as quickly as possible. Yeah hit that person with a follow-up that's a bunch of education about your process, they don't care at all and it will fall flat. So like we said, going all the way back to the beginning, context is a really big thing. You may have clients. I think about uh, contract decorators. If you're a contract decorator who's business to business and the if individual art is probably not important to the person you're serving because they're going to generate art from their end customers. I mean, what they care about from you is now quality, response, time, price. If you go into them and go, oh, wow, I really loved that design with the baseball from, you know, Joni's Softball League. And they're like, which, which one was that? Was that order 80536? Uh, yeah, it's great. Is it done? <laughs> Contract people, you may not have that same model. And you have to know your model. Whereas like what I'm doing now, if I'm doing support with an individual person using a piece of software, if I stop and go, hey, you know, I was thinking about that problem you were having with lettering here's an answer that I came up with that I think is going to really solve some things for you and might speed up your process. That's huge because for them, that process means all the difference and it means somebody cares who's behind the curtain. Um, whereas for the right, for, if I'm talking to someone who is dealing, say reselling our product, that'd be a very different animal yeah. altogether. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is hey, that, is that the materials? That. <laughs> Where's the link I can point people to so that I don't have to answer that question? Very different matter altogether. So yeah. all of this stuff, including what can be automated, what can't, depends highly on your on your clientele and that all comes from listening you won't know that until you risk kind of getting out there and looking for the feedback i mean i think sometimes people don't want feedback it's because they know that some of the feedback is that the way you're doing it's not <laughs> i'm kind of in the actually it's terrible because and i admitted this on the chat is like i don't want feedback sometimes because there's some <laughs> jobs that you send out and you're just like Yep. Like, I, I just don't want to see it again. I just don't want to know. Like, and it, and they can be successes. Like, sure. we always joke here is that the ugliest award we do, it is ugly. <laughs> we get the nicest emails about. And yep. so you send that out just being like, oh, we're going to hear about that one. And every time you did an amazing job again <laughs> this year. And you're like, like, and every year it's like, this one's back. Like, <laughs> But it is true. Or sometimes you just send them out just being like, I just want, I know that went well. I, and it's a missed opportunity to not go like, hey, what's, what's our next project? Like, it doesn't have to follow right along though. I think some of it's because we're busy and we've been working hard on this thing and we're ready to get away from it. It's also fully fine if you don't get anything back to then check back in later. I think that's fine too. To be like, okay, it's, I like the immediate follow-up. I think it's a good way to go. A short one's great. But I, I also like the apropos of nothing. Hey, you know, we haven't heard from you for a while. Yeah. Especially for your important customers. But what the thing you said is the best lesson. I found this out absolutely doing uh, like digitizing for people, doing designing of my own embroideries and sending that stuff out. The piece I like is never the most popular piece out there. 
Yeah. And what does it say about your audience? They're not you and that's okay. And that's the same thing with contact. A lot of people are like, well, I, man, either one side or the other. I like automation because I never want to have to sit down and talk to a human being. I'm the kind of person who goes to the self-checkout at the grocery store. I yeah. don't want to have a discussion. If you ask me how my day was, I'm definitely going to lie. I like that. If you're that person, you're thinking, oh yes, automation all the way. I want buttons to track when things are done. And at the end, maybe if someone says thanks, I'll say thanks back and done. Like we're, we don't want to do that. The problem is you may be that person, but your customer may not. And there's a little bit of just swallowing your pride and going, the way I prefer things isn't always the way they should be ideally. Oh. And same thing the other way. If you're like, I never want to be on chat. I don't ever want to see a Skype. I want someone to call me every time. If I have a problem, it's a much shorter route to call and talk. And I want to hear a human connection. And the person on the other side is not about that. The other person has said, okay, hey, they never answer their phone no matter how many times you call and they yeah. always answer your texts. There's a good chance this person doesn't want to get on the phone <laughs> and they'll be a lot happier when you text them or when you use automation to answer their questions. And honestly, I think those are pretty easy to tell most of the time. And really, if we have a form that people fill out, which we often do when we first start contacting them, asking them what's their preferred method of contact, totally fine to say, do you mind getting emails about your order? Do yeah. you mind getting automated emails that, to update you on the status of your order? And it sounds like a big thing, but it's one checkbox and it allows us to actually have people opt in and Hey, at the worst that they say you're sending me too many emails, apologize, say, how would you like to do it differently this time? Gives you one more chance to show how you handle things even when they don't go well. And then you switch them to the other track and that's totally fine. Uh, it takes a while to get over the, that fact, especially but when you're talking about the creative stuff, like your ugly award or like my embroidery that I think is like, oh, this is sublime. It's a single color. It's very elegantly done. They're like, I like the big multicolor thing you did with the car. And you're like, okay. Yeah. The artistic thing I did that was much more difficult is junk. Okay, fine. All right. <laughs> no counting for taste. always a hit. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> Well, Eric, thank you for your contributions to Promo Chat and for your answers for this deep dive. This was fabulous as always. So, Eric, where can we find you on the internet? Well, you can always find me at ericcamel.com. Uh, and also the little H on the end of my name, <laughs> E-R-I-C-H, helps you to Google me everywhere since I appear everywhere and, and do a lot of little guest spots on things. Um, also, you can see me working with uh, the Two Regular Guys podcast. So people who are in the decorations field, you probably know that that's going on because tworegularguys.com. Always on that podcast on Fridays as a producer. And the cool thing is I would like to just kind of tell people what's going on with the podcast. Uh, if you are, especially in the decoration field, if you are a garment decorator, right now they're running their awards that are all voted on by decorators. Uh, I myself am up for a few awards, uh, like uh, branded, like best ambassador for the industry and decor and uh, educator. But no big deal, whatever. <laughs> totally obvious. Thing. I'll say this. Well, it's a huge big deal to me. Now, I, I mean, obviously I like it. Be I, smug and happy about it. People need I would to know their it. accomplishments. Well, here's what I'll say. I've won a couple already. As a mouse, you want to win that. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to win. I'm not going to lie. The ambassador <laughs> one I love because I really, that's something I actually take pride in doing is reaching out and trying to make sure that people understand what the decoration industry is about. So the ambassador one, if you want to vote for me, please do. But where can they vote for you? What is you the go, link? Go to tworegularguys.com. And there's a link for the Reggies there. You'll see that that's what they're called because it's the regular guys awards, the Reggies. Feel free to vote there. But what I'll say is there are people from all across the garment decoration and general decoration, sublimation. There are awards for products and people and companies. And so I like if, if you're a decorator out there uh, or even a promo person who works with decorators and you want to vote, I would love for your voice to be heard because it's one of the only awards that's not chosen by a committee. It is chosen entirely 
on voting. So I like to have people jump in on that. Plus we have a really great time talking. The great thing is the people who are on that become our guests next year. And we learn about all these cool new products and these people who just have great stories. So I love people to get in and vote and bring that to us because hearing your voice is how we establish our content next year. So that's all these great stuff. And also my, my company, uh, Brighton Lee, up for a bunch of stuff too because our people really joined in and, and put their voices out there. So I would love to see that for everybody. Awesome. Everyone go vote for Eric and everything else there. So fabulous. Thank you to our sponsor, Maple Ridge Farms, who made this happen. And remember everyone to join us every week on Twitter for follow the hashtag promo chat Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. So thank you and have a great day. Uh, thank you for having me on. And yes, please join promo chat people. It's awesome. Yes. It's so much fun. Okay.